Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. Today, I'm joined once again by Lindsay and Cody. Mmm, Cody didn't make it today. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna poke fun at him the whole time. Just to be mean. He's too busy for us, Lindsay. Oh, yeah. It's a shame because I have I it's a shame because I intentionally trolled you with part of this playlist because mm-hmm. I thought the two of us could gang up on you. And so it's not gonna be quite as fun without him here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is fun to, to gang up on me, that's for sure. Um, but you and I can gang up on Cody when he's not here, if you want to participate says, in this. Maybe, I don't know, because he maybe is the creator of the Cody system. Oh, uh, yeah, no. The Billy yeah. Idol shirt is a favorite. It's like yeah. very comfortable, it's worn into the per- perfect amount. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my hang loose. Okay, okay. It's good. Hang loose is a good mentality to have when you're recording five songs or less. Oh, yeah. Hang loose. <laughs> Hang loose. Uh, it, it, it is too bad that, that we ended up having to do this without Cody, because um, obviously Cody's the best. Um, but And I do think he would like this. I'm, I'm going to pr- make a prediction, and then I'm going to text him later and ask him what he says. I'm going to predict at the end of the episode what rating he would have given Deer Tech, and we'll see what he actually says. Yeah, I, I so. would be very interested to know. Because mm-hmm. that is part of how this came about, is I asked mm-hmm. you about this list, and you said, no, Cody knows about this. Turns out Cody didn't, but he was interested because of its relationship to another band. So, hmm. um, yeah, so I think that's how this all got looped in to be a three-person episode anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's okay. We can we can make this work. I went out of town recently. You did. I wanted to hear about this. For it's been a while since Amanda and I have been able to get out of town without the kids. Uh, for it's it's been a while. So I don't I can't even think of the last time. So it was pretty great. It was like a day and a half, maybe no more than a day and a half, because we didn't get to my parents' house until after six. We went to uh, the Mountain Winery in Saratoga, California, which is near San Jose, if you didn't know. I didn't know that until we bought the tickets. Uh, We saw Tori Amos, which was very, very cool. It was a fucking beautiful venue. See, they do like a concert series every summer, where all summer they'll have have, um, shows. They, They had People behind me were talking about recent shows like Van Morrison played. I don't know that I'd want to see Van Morrison in 2023. No, you'd catch COVID. Yeah, I'd probably catch COVID. Uh, Sarah Silverman did a set there. Um, so that that would be pretty cool. And like the, a bunch of... It, it almost seems like a step up from like a state fair level of like the artists they get through there. But they'll usually mm-hmm. have like one or two pretty big names. Um, so like Tori Amos. Uh, it's beautiful. Like it's an outdoor amphitheater, and it's you know the sound is really great. Lighting's really cool, and uh, if you're into drinking wine, they have all sorts of wine, apparently. And so this, I mean, this was a big deal because this is we poke fun at it a little bit, but it is pretty true that you will not leave town for a show unless it is 
unless it is huge. So this was a big deal. It's got to be a big deal. Uh, it, it If you think it's hard for, to get me to go to a show, it is, I would say, anywhere between five to eight times harder to get Amanda to go to a show, um, especially out of town. So, yeah, it, it had to be something like Tori Amos. I'm sure if... Uh, we got the opportunity, if we had gotten the opportunity to get Taylor Swift tickets, we would have gone to Taylor Swift, which is actually tonight, I believe. Yes. Um, I did toy with the idea, and Amanda wasn't up for it, of going and just sitting outside of the the stadium, because it's like an outdoor stadium, mm. um, and listening, but she didn't want to, and it's probably for the best. <laughs> well, I think you're taking a real gamble there. Um, yeah. To see exactly what you could hear. So what what were some highlights? Um, Saratoga was really nice. It was very pretty. Most likely way too, like, uh, right-wing Republican. Like, there were a lot of American flags around. So I wouldn't want to hang out there for too long. Uh, We went to a nice restaurant, though, and had some sort of pumpkin salad, which was really good. Uh, And... Then we went to the show. We stayed at like this inn kind of thing, which was, it was okay. It was kind of quaint, but the bed was really uncomfortable. Did not sleep yeah. well. We went to the show. It was like the windiest road. Windiest, like right on the side of this like mountain. You get higher and higher up. up I'm to glad this they let people get drunk there then. I know, right? <laughs> That's, I said that as we were going up. I'm like, can you imagine like going here and drinking all day and then having to go down this road this is bad news yeah the venue was great as i said uh tori put on a great show i don't know a lot of her songs i know like the five that amanda gave me when we talked about her on this podcast and then like a few other like hits um so there was a lot of stuff i didn't recognize she's pretty known for doing covers but she does them in like the tori way so she did uh, House of the Rising Sun. Um, she played a Steely Dan song, Do It Again. Uh, and then a song that Amanda knew was a cover. I didn't know it was a cover, but it's called Rattlesnakes by Lloyd Cole and the Commotions. Ah, uh, yes. But it was very fun. There was an opener that was meh. It was fine. Just like a, a guy... Like a married couple, and then their friend, and they did some songs, and they were fine. Uh, nothing I would go out of my way to ever listen to. The funniest thing that happened at the show, first of all, we were playing. It was an outdoor show. The people in front of us, a father, what I believe is their son, a grown son, and and a mom and a woman. I'm assuming they're a family. Dad and son are sitting there smoking a joint. While the show is going, it was really annoying. Because, like, you know, they're smoking their their joint. <laughs> I feel like such a weirdo. They're smoking their joint, and the, the, the little smoke is coming up in, in my face. And I didn't like that. But No, I can understand why you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so of the songs you knew, were there any highlights? She played, um, the first encore song was Big Wheel which was one from the playlist Amanda gave me that I really liked. So that was really fun. 
Uh, it was very funny when she played Cornflake Girl, which was one of her big songs yes. in the 90s. Everyone was sitting the whole time. Like, we, you know, she came out and everyone stood up and clapped. Yay, Tori Amos was here. And then everyone sat back down, which I was surprised about, but I was fine with. Everyone's sitting the whole time. And then Tori does this thing, and she's been doing it for years. We listen to a lot of Tori Amos uh, on the drive to and from um, Saratoga. She does this thing where she, it, she's basically like a jam band, <laughs> where she mm-hmm. just like noodles around on the piano and the bass player and the drummer. They're all noodling along with her. And then all of a sudden, she'll start playing the song, however the song starts. And, you know, every once in a while, she would she would get into a song and everyone would be like, yay, this is a cool song. We love this song. Cornflake Girl, though. I have never seen a stage rush so fast. Like so many people whoosh, whoosh, like jumped out of their seats and ran to the stage. But there was like, you know, there's, it's like an amphitheater. It's like rounded. Uh, and there's like stairs up on the side. I saw people running down the stairs to get up for for Cornflake Girl. It was the were they I... were they women who would have been thirteen to fifteen in like nineteen ninety four? Probably. There you go. There yeah. you go. That that is a would they to to narrow down further? Would they have been young women who felt very alienated from the people around them? At ages 13 to 15. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get a chance to, to interview folks, but uh, probably. Yeah, probably. There you go. <laughs> it was, it was, Amanda and I were both like, what is happening? <laughs> like, did we miss a memo or something? Like, is this supposed to happen? Like, it, it felt like that. It felt like, okay, everyone knows that this is when you get up. Like, Tori sent out an email to everybody. Why didn't you get the email? That kind of thing. It was it was great though. And then the next day we went, we drove into San Jose, and we went to see Oppenheimer. At the what did you think? Movie theater. So um, we have fully participated in Barbenheimer now. We saw Barbie okay. first. Uh, we took the kids to see Barbie. Um, Barbie thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great. It was hilarious. Yeah, I want to see it again. Most, I want to see it again. I would like to see it again in theaters. I don't know if that's going to happen. But the, we brought the kids because they were excited to see it. But it was a little bit too above their understanding, like the dialogue and the jokes and stuff like that, to for them to, to for it to hold their attention the whole time. You know, this is a nine-year-old and a and a five-year-old, so like. A lot of the jokes went over their head, and the dialogue is just a little too much for them to understand. And so they were not fully engaged the whole time. And so, yeah, I lost. I had to like go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, and yada yada yada, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so I'd like to see it again. Then we saw Oppenheimer in San Jose. Uh, we saw the 70 millimeter version because apparently that matters. It was good. That's fine. It didn't need to be three hours. I um, got a text today asking if I wanted to go see it. And mm-hmm. we talked a little bit off mic about what a 
truly stressful kind of shit show the last three weeks has been for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I just, I had to tell her, I was like, that I, there's, there's no way I'm in the headspace for this. Like, I, everything in my life, none of it compares to bombing cities. Sure, sure, sure. However, I, uh, that would not, that would not aid the, frankly, heroic resilience I have shown in the face of a really (laughs) fucking tough three weeks. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think it would help stress-wise. It's it's pretty intense the, the whole time. It's, I mean, it's good, though. It's... I was more excited about Barbie. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. Yeah, um, that's the one you I, should go to because it's a stress-free movie. Well, I mean, I hear it's pretty deep, though, if you want it to be. It is deep. It'll probably make you cry. Uh, I missed, unfortunately, because of me having to go to the bathroom and the kids having to go to the bathroom, I missed some of the most emotional scenes. Um, I wanted to let Amanda just kind of have the whole movie, you know? Um, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. But, but yeah, I've, from what I've seen and heard on TikTok, it's, it is kind of emotional, but I think it's, it's not the same, like, intensity that Oppenheimer is. Oppenheimer, I was kind of tense throughout a lot of it. And if I was already stressed, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, well... I will definitely see Barbie one of these days. I don't yeah. know that I'll dress up, but uh, I, I wore one of my my pink shirts. Do you have any pink you clothing could... you could wear? Um, right now, I have a dress that's multicolored that has some pink in it. Mm-hmm. I have a pink casual dots T-shirt, and that's probably about the there most pink my wardrobe goes wardrobe goes so yeah. does that continue the streak of me mentioning the casual dots every episode <laughs> have you i should listen back and see if you've mentioned them every you time. you teased me about it once i don't think i've truly mentioned them every time but i've mentioned them when it's relevant yeah 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 I, i'd recommend seeing it and plus you know it's good it's Greta, Greta Gerwig she's from Sacramento so that's cool that is true yeah have you have you been a fan of her movies Lady Bird Little Women I did not see Little Women. Mm. Um, I saw Frances Ha. I thought that was good. Mm, yeah. I enjoyed Lady Bird, but what happened was the credits rolled, mm-hmm. and I just said, fuck, I got to call my mom now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it is as it is a complicated movie in its way as it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. family relationships are not ever simple. No. Oh, we're we're really keeping it light tonight. I know. Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> fractured families. Yes. Um, yes. We could at this point talk about my dead dog, but I was <laughs> we didn't. Okay. Okay. We will not. We will not. She's very much missed, and we'll yes. leave it there. Oh, R.I.P. Also talk about my friend that passed away recently. That would be fun too. We can if you want. I'm no, I'm happy to. Okay. <laughs> Just thinking of more downer things we could talk about. Yeah. I'll talk about this. Um, I was messaging with a friend that 
I knew from Dimple when I worked at Dimple Records. I worked there for six and a half years, and so I met a lot of people. I met Dante there, lots and lots of people. And there, more than any other job that I've had in the past or have currently, I have this weird bond with these people. And I'm wondering if this has ever happened to you in a job you've had or or just anywhere. Maybe people you went to school with or something like that. But like, I have this weird bond, not weird, but like just this bond with people. And it's wild that it it all happened from these people that I worked with at the record store. Some of them I worked with a long time, like Anthony, who I was talking with today, he was there the whole time I was there um, before and after. And like Brandy, my friend who, who just passed away, like she, I haven't talked to her in years, like in person, like we've interacted online and stuff uh but i just have this like wild bond where like if something tragic is happening in somebody's life that i'm still friends with on facebook or instagram or whatever uh more so than like other people from jobs that i'm friends with which is not very many and i don't know it's it's just kind of this weird thing that i have with with these people that i worked with there is some extra connection that I made at that place. Do you, have you ever had that, like another job or anything like that? I think um, part of it is that it was a record store job, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you are there with people who, in one way or another, love the same thing you love. And so it makes sense that you would get a little closer with those folks. I have, um, it's strange, for an introverted person, I've pretty much always had Unless the business is really, really small, mm-hmm. I've always had work friends. If I'm there for more than a month, I mean, I've had a couple yeah. jobs where I've just, you know, you start the job and you're like, this isn't for me. And, and you know, mm-hmm. um, everybody's had one of those retail jobs when they were a teenager. In terms of the record store I worked at first, I don't have that camaraderie, not that closeness. Um, something about the outlet mall, I guess. But. <laughs> Um, Those were discount co-workers. Yeah, there there are a lot of people that I don't keep in touch with on a daily basis that Uh I do genuinely love, and I met them through work. Um, And I don't know if we're going to, it might be hyperbole a bit, but sort of the beauty and the tragedy of being an adult is that you develop these relationships and they can endure regardless of, of... whatever distance or busyness goes on, which is mm-hmm. not, you know, like, I really like seeing the shift that's happened in the past few years where, like, work-life balance has turned into an actual thing and not just a phrase. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it would be nice if if, uh, if we were all able to see each other a little bit more th- now. I think um, one of my... I want to be very careful about talking about my job, but one of my coworkers was talking about differentiating between coworkers and friends, and it was a strange, it was a strange conversation to have in the office. But um, mm-hmm. I think as we grow older too, we put up those boundaries yeah. for very good reasons. Sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, like I really genuinely love where I work. I genuinely like all of my coworkers. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the strangest thing. When does that happen? 
But I do like having a very tight circle of folks that don't have anything to do with what I do with the rest of my waking hours. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a nice thing. But um, not necessarily... So with the record store job I had as a teenager, not necessarily, but definitely the people that I've met through music mm-hmm. I've stayed yeah. close with. And I, and I think that is the larger factor than hanging out with them 24-7. Yeah. I, I remember... At that first record store job, there was a guy, and he was perfectly nice, but we were all really young. And he was like, this is just like Empire Records. And it was in no way like Empire Records. It was it was a storefront in an outlet mall. We were all wearing t- Ooh! Shit! Did you lose me? I'm back now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's a shame that got cut off because it was brilliant. But um, yeah, the <laughs> it was in no way like Empire Records. Uh, no, it was a, no, it never a is. storefront, storefront in an outlet mall. We were all wearing like Rhino Records T-shirts that we nice. had that were three sizes too big, and you had to wear your shirt tucked in, so you just had this weird roll of fabric. Um, <laughs> We sold cutouts. We did a lot with adult contemporary. It was mm-hmm. nothing like Empire Records. <laughs> Nobody shaved their head in the back. The only thing that happened in the back is I played with the shrink wrap gun. Mm-hmm. I wasted so much shrink wrap. Did you ever just like try to make sculptures out of the melted shrink wrap? No. Anyway, working at a record store was kind of the best. I do miss it sometimes. If um, I know Cody has talked about wanting to wanting his wife to make enough money to to uh, support both of them so that he can quit his job and go work at Tower Theater again uh, mm-hmm. just until he retires. Uh, I think I would do the same for a record store, although I don't know which record store. Maybe I'd go, maybe I'd try to work at Phono or something like that. Yeah, I have forced myself upon them uh, many <laughs> times. Yeah. Um, they they have been a bit of an adult daycare for me. They very <laughs> kindly let me wander around the back like I'm doing something helpful. Yeah, I I miss it a lot too. Um, yeah, I'm really lucky to uh, have friends and have had friends in stores where I don't work, where I can still spend time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I miss it a lot too. I miss it a lot too. It's one of those things where. I think we romanticize it and then realize it's retail. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, that ultimately you're working retail, which is not, which is not shitting on having a working class job. It's shitting on having to talk to strangers yeah, all yeah, day yeah. that are not like, Isn't maybe it? not at their intellectual peak that particular moment <laughs> when they come to the counter. Yeah, it's just working retail sucks. I think everyone should do it at some point uh, when they're young because I think it it I think if more people worked in retail than and worked in retail and worked in the food industry in one way or another, uh, I think that the world would be a better place if you actually learn from it. Yes. Because um, yeah, it makes you realize like shouldn't get mad at your waiter for not bringing you whatever because it's probably not their fault necessarily and yeah just be nice to people just be nice folks 
come on. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's, uh, isn't it Clerks that has the line, like, this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> That's how that I movie always did not, about Temple. Yeah, that movie did not hold up. That movie has got I some imagine. nice lines, but... Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Uh, I'm less familiar with the movie and more familiar with the, the like, short-lived cartoon series that they had. Uh, and that absolutely does not hold up. There's still a lot of really funny parts, but there's a lot of like uh, no homo kind of stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that don't hold up so well, uh, deer tick. No. Um, <laughs> oh, that's where I thought you were headed. <laughs> Amanda and I have discovered that on uh, Peacock, the streaming service Peacock. They have, like, every season of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're watching, um, I think, 1996-ish. When, whenever Will Ferrell's first season, we wanna, we were watching something else with Will Ferrell, and it kind of made us want to watch some old SNL stuff. The skits, for the most part, what they actually show, there's a lot of things that are cut. The musical guests are all cut. Like, you don't get to watch that. There, some of the episodes, it's funny because like we'll, the new episode will start and be like, oh, how long is this one? This one's only 30 minutes. This one's 50 minutes. This one's 45. So they cut a lot of the sketches for one reason or another. Yeah. Most of the sketches are okay. Like as far as like problematic things are concerned, they're still pretty funny and they hold up pretty well for the most part. But fucking um, Weekend Update with Norm MacDonald. In particular, so far that he's the only one we've we've revisited. Yeah. He's got like, like Dante loves Norm Macdonald, and I've seen Norm Macdonald do some really funny shit. Uh, the best joke so far, I think I've tried to tell it on the pod before, and I completely botched it. So we'll see if I can do it this time. Um, <laughs> this week on the college radio charts, the number one uh, artist is better than Ezra, and number two on college radio charts is Ezra. Yes. But like, dude's got like like three like, haha! Isn't it funny that this person is fat? Like, rape in prison, like just the worst possible fucking jokes, and it's every episode. It's very disappointing. Like, it it's cool to like revisit some of those news stories. Like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. Or like, oh, I forgot that that happened. That kind of thing. But then it's like, everything is finished up with like a, like, but that's gay or something kind of joke. And it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on mm-hmm. NPR last weekend. Um, have you? Are you a listener? A, I, it's been a long time, but I, I really enjoy that show. Yeah, so it, it's interesting... So for those who are not NPR people, it is basically like a news-based game show with a panel of comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, there was like a fat joke. There was a, um, it, it was just really sort of like, I was realizing, I was like, oh, this is humor for a generation of people who are fine with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah, fine yeah. with this stuff. Um, or I have become not fine with this stuff. Um, so that was disappointing. But yeah, uh, Norm MacDonald is 
really funny, but there are, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Like listening to somebody who's hilarious and then something hits you and you're like, fuck, this is no good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I imagine the Dennis Miller stuff doesn't hold up pretty well. Yeah. I could bet even the Amy Poehler, Tina Fey stuff doesn't hold up. Oh, I'm sure. I am am 100% sure that there's going to be stuff. If we continue to do this and we get to those seasons, I'm positive that there's going to be some problematic shit, which is a bummer, but... I was also t- telling, I was texting Dante about about all this and Norm Macdonald stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I I can't stand it now. Like, I'm not laughing through most of most of it." And dude, like, he legit got booed for one joke. He made a joke about uh, Magic Johnson, and, and like, there was no laughter oh, yes. and one one real loud boo at that joke, uh, joke quote unquote. But honestly. At that time, 1996 or whatever, I was probably making the exact same dumbass jokes. So. Oh, yeah, I am far from perfect. I think of yeah. awful things that I've said that mm-hmm. I just wish that I had the, had the, just thought through what I said, frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you did touch on something that I did want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Last podcast that I heard. Mm hmm. You said that I talked shit about Dante. <laughs> we all and do. Would, we all do. I would posit that with one exception, I have not actually talked shit <laughs> about Dante. Yeah, what was the one that you said you listened to? <laughs> um, so I caught up with an old friend and she wanted to know about this podcast. So I sent her uh, Kississippi because I thought it was the most would remind her the most of when she did ask. I didn't just thrust the podcast upon her. (laughs) Um, But uh, it would remind her the most of the contrarian I was when we were in our 20s. (laughs) I believe I made a joke where I said Dante doesn't like music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe the sickest burn that I've had. Yeah, it was a pretty good burn. Maybe, but I also don't like music. Really, <laughs> yeah, apparently. you've only liked one thing that I've given you so far. Um, yeah, I liked one thing Cody gave me, too. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, so I have perhaps made fun of Dante a little bit. I don't know if I would go so far as to say talking shit. Yeah. Um, I do. I am very interested in this Dante-Nate beef. Because um, <laughs> this seems to be escalating. Although... <laughs> Without Dante, did, like I, I, so the podcast is a highlight of my Wednesday. Wednesday is my busiest day of work. Uh-huh. So it's very nice to come out to my car on the way home and um, start listening to the podcast and accidentally text a stranger instead of you <laughs> <laughs> giving you my critiques because <laughs> that happened this week. Um, but... I don't actually have much memory of the two of them sparring from episode to episode. <laughs> it's only been, let's see, Nate said some like low stakes shit talk or whatever on one episode. Dante came on an episode and was like, hey, fuck you, Nate. And then Nate came on an episode and was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I just texted Dante and asked, are you still mad at Nate? So we'll see if he replies. I don't know what he's up to today. <laughs> yeah. 
This is, uh, yeah, I, it's it's interesting watching it all unfold. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get them um, uh, on episode together, and I'm just going to let them let them have at it. I would that would be a great special episode. <laughs> just like start the clock and and see who's still standing after an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, am, I imagine it'll be Nate. I think Nate would win. He seems a very uh, solid fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like he seems to he seems to to be somebody who can regulate emotions well. Yeah, from yeah. from the very little I, I get on the podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's a very weird compliment, isn't it? <laughs> Nate, you're a solid fella. <laughs> know what that means. Cody's um, also a solid fella. Basically, everybody on your show is a solid fella. Except for Dante. You said it. <laughs> Dante, I love you and you know it. I love you too. Follow me on Instagram. Oh. Um, that's still going. No, that's... that's mm-hmm. I don't ever expect him to. I just know that it's yeah. lingering and I, He's, it, it makes me laugh. He's very particular about the people he uh, lets into his life, quote unquote. Which is a shame because I am also a solid fella. I'll let him know. Actually, I'll probably tell him to listen to this portion of the pod since we're talking about him, and he'll listen to this portion of the pod. You're going to give him timestamps just so he can hear people I talk will. about him? I, I give him timestamps and say, hey, we talked about you for... From this time to this time, and he'll listen to that and usually won't listen to the rest of the episode unless he knows the band. Well, he's a solid fella, too, but he, he should is. do what the rest of us do and, and listen. I'm jealous of him because he and Sarah went to uh, Minneapolis, I believe they were in, and they went to a vegan fried chicken place. Like, they had a bucket of vegan fried chicken with biscuits and all the Oh, fixings. man, biscuits. I want to try biscuits. That. Biscuits. Oh, I know. I, I just said biscuits like four times. Lindsay's broken. <laughs> you say biscuits, and Lindsay's like, "Where biscuits?" Well, no. That's there are certain things that as a vegan are tough to find it's, that are really. I imagine that's quality. tough to find. And breads are. Breads are an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst is when you find a bread that is vegan, but somebody's done an egg wash on the top to make it shiny. <laughs> Come on. Come on, yeah. people. So um, it is nowhere in my budget, but I follow a lot of vegan restaurants on Instagram, and mm-hmm. there's some that I would just love to travel to the city, if only just to go to that restaurant. Yeah, I've yeah. heard lots of good things about Butcher's Son. Oh, see, now that's very... Oh, Butcher's Son is in Berkeley, yes. Um, That is a very, very easy commute, Danny. Well... Vegan cannoli. Oh, vegan cannoli. Oh, that's right. You don't care about the vegan thing. I don't care about the the vegan thing, but, like, I want to eat a really good vegetarian sandwich. They are killer. They are placed for a very short period of time in Folsom. I think there's still one in Roseville called Ginger something or other. It's a great endorsement. 
um, that had they like quote unquote imported uh, butcher son uh, fake meats. Ooh. And oh god, they were so good, but they're not there anymore. I want to. I'm gonna find the actual name of it. Butcher son at Thanksgiving will. Um, for a price, ship you a meal. Um, I'm not a huge fan of their roasts. It's it's kind of a, um, the mix of stuff they send is just not quite my Thanksgiving. I'm very mm. like starch focused at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, biscuits would fit in well. Of course, anybody. Like biscuits. You know. Biscuits. 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 Um, <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I'm big stuffing person. Um, just uh, starch and pie. That's that's my Thanksgiving, and I'm happy about it. Uh, this place is called Timmy Gingers. Oh, they really Timmy Gingers is actually um, Timmy Gingers is still there, and they're known for their sort of um, off the wall sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They used to they use butcher sun meat. Really, they did on some of them, not on every sandwich, but I had a couple from there. Butcher sun pastrami. Bullshit. Sauerkraut. House slaw. That sounds amazing. Yep. I'm going to have to head out there. In I might, Roseville. I might have to head to Roseville. Mm-hmm. And I should too, but we'll see I about have, that. Well, I need a reason other than that to go to Roseville, usually. Uh, there's record stores in Roseville. There are good record stores in Roseville, Rockland in particular. So... What I think I might do for myself is I might mm-hmm. make a trip where I go to this Timmy Ginger's you speak of, have mm-hmm. that sandwich, chill in Auburn for a while okay. until it's dinner time, and then go to Nectar. So, oh. like, bookshop, record shop in Auburn, um, some good thrifting, and then have dinner at Nectar. Okay. Yeah. And I have... Uh, several friends. See, this is... I just made is... your weekend, maybe? Yeah, because I can't hang around my house because it's falling down. Because <laughs> I don't even have internet right now. What I'm doing is I'm talking to you on FaceTime mm-hmm. using the 5G. Yeah. Um, and I'm recording, and I'm going to, when we're done recording, go to a friend's house to upload this file. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is my devotion to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Uh, you know who would love hanging out in Auburn? I bet. A little band called Deer Tick. I bet you they would. I bet they would. Lindsay, how did you first start listening to Deer Tick? Well, I think we talked before, very early on, about a time in 2009 where I took out basically every CD I found in the library. Mm, Yeah, and just went back to broadening my horizons after Mm -hmm. several years of... of Only listening to the casual dots. That's... mm, No, watch yourself. Watch yourself. (laughs) No, um, no, uh, I didn't even listen to the casual dots in that 2002-2009 period. I was pretty removed from pretty unwillingly removed from everything but maybe like garage um oh and it 
sucked. So so like 2009 <laughs> was a really big year for me in, in getting mm-hmm. back to knowing myself. Um, I was also, you know, on finishing that um, very bad breakup. <laughs> and this Deer Tick album... Uh, this this Deer Tick album that has the first two songs we've got, a couple of them, the first two songs that I am giving you, just appealed to me so much for the state of mind that I was in in 2009. Uh, very much the first one. The first one is a really excellent breakup song. Like, maybe just a superb breakup song. So this is the album Born on Flag Day that you're referring indeed. to? Indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. okay. That's, a good, that's a good origin story. I like that. Yeah. Sometimes these things come along when you need them. Yeah, when you need them the most. That is good. Have you have you followed like kept up with them then? More recent albums and all that? Off and on. I've sort of dipped in and out. I mean, you know how I can be with favorite albums. Sure. Um, you know, some of these some of these songs later in the playlist are more recent songs. They do have, I believe, like a new album, like within the last six or eight months that I have not listened to yet. Oh, okay. okay. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Because I feel like they're about to go out on tour or are out on tour. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that that's because they have a new album to promote. They do. Came out in June. Fucking get it. Emotional Contracts, that's a good album title. Ooh, that is a good album title. Ooh, we got a response from Dante. We also have a cat that came on screen. <laughs> so I, I asked Dante, "Are you still mad at Nate?" And he said, "Why? Did something happen to him?" Oh no! It's very dark. <laughs> I said, "No, Lindsay is interested in this ongoing saga." <laughs> and his response is going to be, "Why did something happen?" To <laughs> he her? said, "It's ongoing." <laughs> Why, yes, it is. Uh, have you given him the timestamps for last week yet? <laughs> no, because we didn't talk about him enough. We have to talk about him for, like, more than, like, a sentence or two. <laughs> uh, Dante said if he didn't listen to the episode, then it never happened. So maybe this is That's not an ongoing That's a unique view of... Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If so. a tree falls in the forest and Dante doesn't hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, last last question about Deer Tick before we move on to the songs. Uh, have you seen them live? I have not. I have not. I sent you like a live track that I really like, but mm. I have not seen them live. Would you see them live? Absolutely. Are they um, coming through Northern California on their tour? I would imagine, or perhaps we've already missed them. This is this is where your research comes in handy. I'm gonna, I gotta follow them anyway here. So dear, um, bah, 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 bah. they're playing in San Francisco on October 29th. Oh, well then. With a band called Jason Country Isbell, Westerns. Right? Oh, for some reason I thought they were touring with Jason Isbell, but maybe they're done with that. Mm, not on this tour. Okay. Because that was that was part of the conversation with Cody. 
Mm. Is that Cody had expressed an interest with them because I guess they had opened for Jason Isbell on oh, some I dates. See. Anywho, how far would you go to see this band if you were going to see them live? That's a good question. I don't know. I think it would have to, it would depend on my mood. I would decide on the day if I was willing to go to San Francisco. Sacramento, absolutely, even if it was a Sunday night. Um, Which is traditionally, I have, there's a, uh, I've been going to more shows lately and I have been in the habit of buying tickets for Sunday evening shows, Mm. going at eight, watching the opener no matter how much I love the band that I actually came for, and then just going home because I need to, I need to sleep. (laughs) Stop buying tickets for Sundays. Not not if I want to (laughs) go. Not if you want to go and not see the band you want to see. Everybody, I want to I want to support the band, man. I I go. I I buy a T-shirt. I buy the new album. Either way. (laughs) Yeah, I I buy some merch while I'm there. Um, (laughs) what's the last band you did that for? Curious. Quasi. Oh, okay, okay. At Harlow's? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Starlet, technically, but yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Would, let's see, so you would go to San Francisco to see uh, Deer Tick. I imagine maybe a little too far would be Houston, Texas. That one worked quite well. It did. Uh, first track, Houston, Texas, Born on Flag yes. Day. It's a breakup song. Lindsay loves breakup songs. I do. You do love breakup songs. I sure do. Um, was was the was the intention going into this playlist you trying to give me something I wouldn't like? Uh oh. No, not with this one. Oh, okay. Um, For some reason, I thought that was the intention of this one. No, no. There is a song I'm trolling you with somewhere on this list. Mm, Um, But no, no. The list was initially intended for both you and Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And there's no need to... I thought it was possible Cody might like it more than you would. Hmm, Um, Maybe. This... this, But... It's definitely... I think more of something that Cody would be into more than me, but uh, I do thoroughly enjoy the playlist. It brings me back to a, a different time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. 2009. The time actually. when you broke up with somebody? No, no, no. Is it really tw- 2009, 2010? Really? Because this band reminds me a lot of the Cave Singers, and around that time, 2010, 2011, 2009, I was listening to the cave singers and like there's a lot of that kind of indie folk freak folk kind of stuff happening around sacramento um and so i heard a lot of stuff in this similar vein like this has a more of a a little more country to it a little more rock and roll to it as well on, on some parts 
This is overall as a whole. But you had like uh, the stuff that uh, this guy Jesse was doing as Ellie Fortune, and he was in a band called Silver Darlings. Um, that was kind of in this this folk rock, a little bit country vein. Lots of great stuff happening in Sacramento around that time, and I was listening to a lot of it. Uh, and Fleet Foxes, I, um, Amanda, this was like early on in Amanda and me dating, and she got me into Fleet Foxes, and I got her in the Cave Singers, and we saw them play together, which was cool. So yeah, it kind of reminds me of all that kind of stuff. And so it, it hearing that his voice and the style of music, uh, it kind of brings me back to that time in my life, hanging uh, out at Luigi's and nice. things of that nature. So do you have any timestamps? I do. First of all, I've already played the intro for everyone, but goddamn the intro is pleasing. Pleasing to the ear. Yes. It's a very yes. nice intro. Uh, very fun guitar work. Like none of it is is showy. It's very very fun, very interesting guitar work. I don't have any lyric timestamps, which is kind of a bummer. Um, I was a real dum dum about these these songs, and I didn't pay that much attention to the lyrics. So I do have my first. Well, so technically, my very first timestamp is very early, but mm-hmm. we're gonna go back to that at the end before we move on to the next song. Okay. Um, but my first like real time stamp is at a minute thirty. Okay, I've I don't know what you have before that. Um, talking about his voice here. Okay. Yeah, I love that kind of voice. It reminds me of Cave Singers, but it's got a bit more gruff, like that one Reckless Eric song that I know. Uh, It has that same kind of like gruffness and little high-pitched. I love it. I think it's great. I think if you were going to be... You could be very straightforward and say it's a tad nasal, but I think that it's very... It works really, really well. I agree. I agree. I don't mind the nasaliness. I think it it just that kind of voice is of this style of music at that particular time like that's I feel like that's what was happening. So um did we go into my 130 or no? No, and I have 130 as well I just noticed. Okay, let's do it. Well, there's nothing left I know you to be someone that kind of loves it when there's a second guitar that comes in or a second vocal that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is particularly lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, the backing vocals are a, such a nice compliment to his voice. And then just that little, like, little lead happening. I kept thinking of, like, they don't sound anything alike, but uh, are you familiar with Knock Knock, the band from Sacramento? Yes. 
um, like the stuff that Mike R. Mike does the whole t- he just like noodles around the whole time and it it's very similar to this and it it's nice because I really love his style that he does in that band uh, where he's just kind of like doing a lead that follows the vocals or doing a lead that just adds a nice melody and I feel like their lead guitarist does the same thing it's really pleasant pleasant yes indeed um, so those are the the whole of my timestamps. do you have more I have one more at two minutes and 44 seconds. Okay. There's nothing left and I am sure that it's all right. That I was always just about as good as gone. And I know it's best that in this broken heart of mine is where I begin to move on. Oh, move on. I like that first. I like the... I, I said I didn't have any lyric timestamps, but that was a lyric timestamp. I like that verse a lot. I like that idea of a breakup and kind of learning it with your broken heart or whatever, learning how to move on and stuff. I, I really yes, indeed. like that. The last thing that I want to talk about is I want to take us all the way back to 22 seconds. And it's just this very short 22 seconds to 25 seconds. There's this very subtle little noise that I have been trying to figure out what it is for since I heard this song. Okay. There's a little tick-click noise. Okay, here we go. Did you hear that? I did. What is that noise? I don't know. I've been trying to figure it out since I heard the album. And it's this thing where this song is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. This song is perfect, but I can never not hear that noise. It's always there. Interesting. And I would love, if anyone is listening, please tell me what you think that noise is. Yeah, this it's is... just like this real little click. Interesting. Like it could be... Like, you know, just a little flub on the guitar or something like that, or on the drums that they kept yeah, in? I've, I don't know. I have had a friend postulate that it's somebody sort of hitting the wrong part of the drum with their stick, just kind of. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really sound right. I think that would sound like something else. Like, this it, sounds almost... Yeah, because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit in with the song. Like right. It, it, it's totally... It's definitely not part of the song. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. So that's all I've got with that song. It's It, it keeps me up at night sometimes. Yeah, that's going to keep me up at night. I'm not going to be able to listen to the song the same way anymore. <laughs> Did I give you nightmares? <laughs> you give me nightmares. It's like Friday the 13th over here. I I gave you that one. Yeah, you did. That that was great. (laughs) Friday the 13th. Another great song. Why'd you give me this one? Because this is just a rad song. It's Mm -hmm. very, very, very different than Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just really nice, really rollicking. 
again, the dual vocals I know you're a fan of. Um, like I'm just a big fan of the song. It's it's kind of like we have. I want to avoid the word sloppy. Like the this sloppy historically has a. <laughs> you you got real mad at me for calling chisel sloppy. Did I get mad or did I just try to clarify? Because I, w- I would say that we need to use our words here. <laughs> um, I don't think I got mad. But, um, yeah. Go listen uh, to the Chisel episode. Let me know if Lindsay was mad at me or not. Yeah, do that too. I have in my notes here that this feels like day three or four of insomnia. Like if you haven't slept mm, for three or four okay. nights. Okay. Lindsay, how do you feel about Friday the 13th Part 9, a.k.a. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday? I have seen exactly zero Friday the 13th movies. Oh. I'm going to hope that Cody is available. I'm also going to ask him on the pod right now. Cody, what's your rating out of five of Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday? I'm also going to text him. How good is that we'll see what he says since friday the 13th part 9 going to hell thumbing through all the magazines i can drink i can drink a lot better than i could in my teens it it does seem kind of like um train of thought kind of so yeah that kind of like loopiness been awake too long kind of thing makes yeah. sense a little bit lyrically Although I do believe what he's saying is that he has not been laid since he saw that movie. Oh. And that just seems like not a real romantic lead-in. No. No, it's not. No. Hmm. But there's uh, there's somebody out there for everybody. There is. There is. So do you have any timestamps? I do. First one is at 30 seconds. Uh, Oh, Cody just got back to me. He says, most people hate it. I think it's okay. It's definitely better than all the other ones. This is so random. Why do you ask? (laughs) Because of the podcast he's not on. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. Um, Um, Yeah, you did say you were going to rib him a little more. I know, I I haven't. Uh, I shouldn't say most people hate it. This is Cody. I shouldn't say most people hate it, but it's not well regarded. Cody is a big horror movie kind of guy, so if you ever got questions about horror movies, anybody out there, you can DM me and I'll message Cody. Mm-hmm. You're his... his uh... I'm his, I'm his in-between guy. <laughs> okay, here's a timestamp. Come on, baby, won't you feel all right? It feels like forever since I've been warm Sounds like Duchess and the Duke. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've had this. So we should at some point um, mention that we've had this playlist for a while. Would it be fair to say six months? Maybe not six mm, months. Not six months. I can probably Three to four find months. It. Before Amanda Shires. Has it really been that long? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of sounds like Duchess and the Duke. Uh, I love the the dual vocals, and I love when it gets higher at the end of the chorus. Good stuff. 
What's next for you? Uh, 104 to 114. I woke up in the middle of the night. She's fast, still drunk, terrified. Something tells me you're not alive. That is Liz Eisenberg singing. And I did not do much research. In the in the five months that I've had this playlist for you, I've done <laughs> You've zero had five research. Five months to prep for this. I have I just found that out today, I believe. Did you look up much about her? Uh, I pulled up her discogs. Um, there's not two, she's got a solo record, um, and she's been on a couple things, but she doesn't have too much uh, out there. She's got her own record. I would check that out. I yeah. really like her voice. I like her voice too. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's got like a, especially on this recording anyway, uh, I obviously haven't heard anything else. It's got like this very like kind of harsh DIY sound to it. Like his voice has a lot yes. of reverb and stuff on it and hers is like super dry. It's really interesting. I don't know if that's a choice she made or maybe they just recorded it in separate spaces, but I love her voice. It's very cool. It's wonderful, yeah. My next thing is 133. Remember on Duchess and the Duke episode where we were talking about how their solos are like super long? Maybe a little yes. too long. You don't really notice them, but then you realize they're really long. This lead guitarist knows how to play a solo that even Cody would approve of. That's the first thing I thought of as I was thinking mm -hmm. that this is a Cody, this is a Cody solo. Yeah. Really good, really fun, energetic solo. Uh, I love the like tremolo part. The part at the end is very fun. Yeah, this song is is a is a freaking blast. And then at 145, like right where I stopped, essentially, you get the nice like back and forth vocals. Oh yeah. That was really nice. Let's hear some of that. I don't know if you'll find this insulting or not, uh, but uh -oh. <laughs> it, it, it has Juno soundtrack energy. I, okay. Oh, yeah, that's mad. another movie that, no, no, I'm just thinking about how, whether or not that movie holds up. Hmm. Some of it probably does not, but I imagine most of it does. Yeah. This is bothersome, but I have to get up one more time and okay. do something with the dog. Okay. okay. One hour later. Okay. Sorry Lindsay. for all the interruptions. That's okay. That's okay. Lindsay's got herself a sad dog over there. And yeah. you know who likes the Baltimore blues? No one. I say so. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, assuming um, you were done with the last song. Yes, yeah. 
So from the first album, I believe it's probably their most well-known hmm. song. This There's is a the ton one that I recognized because I had a promo of it. I don't think I listened to the promo, but I sure sold it to Amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Uh, Sorry, so, <laughs> dear Tick. I don't know. I love this song. I mean, this is like I heard this after I heard Born on Flag Day, but it's a really great album overall. Um, it, it makes perfect sense to me why plenty of people love this song, why it might be mm-hmm. pretty well known. I don't have any timestamps. I'm just a big fan of the whole thing. Yeah, it's very good. It reminds me a lot of Cave Singers, which is fun. I, I had to listen to Cave Singers for a bit today just to make sure me saying it reminds me of Cave Singers is actually true, and it is. Yeah. This band's a bit more rockin' than Cave Singers is, but the, the vibe is the same. Here's why I like this song, though, right here at 51 seconds. I hear in the background. I have a note about the organ. I knew you would be a fan. Oh boy. Oh boy. They're a keyboard throughout this playlist. Uh, I didn't it didn't stand out on the first two songs if there was any. Uh, but there definitely is on some of these other songs and it is super nice. Super nice. I love it. Did you I mean, we've got, we can go with this recorded version plenty, but did you listen to the um, live version that I included on the playlist? I did listen to the live version. It's pretty true to the album version for the most part. Yeah, I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was, I felt like it was different enough that I should mm-hmm. mention it to you. Yeah, there's some nice, like, um, uh, flare added, I guess, to it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but. There is some flair for sure. <laughs> uh, I knew you would be happy. I knew you would be happy about the organ. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love me some organ, some synthesizer. Well, I don't have any of that, but the organ, it's so nice. And I love the, at the beginning of what I was playing, you've got the like vibrato sound to the organ. And then during the verses, you've got those like stab kind of sounds. I don't know what it's called. I don't know anything about actually playing the organ. But the like bump, 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 bump kind of uh, yeah. chord stabs or whatever. So, oh, they sound so good. Also got some good guitar on here at 143. Another Cody appropriate length solo. Yes. Very, very nice. And then, I i mean, I can jump all the way to the end at this point, too. The very end of the song is just so pleasant to my little ears. At least now I don't have to walk it on alone.
organ sound. Do they? It seems like now on the more recent live footage that I watched, they have somebody playing organ all the time. Is that an instrument they have on a lot of the songs? Uh, to my recollection, yes. Very nice. Very good song. Very, I, I really like it. I could see why it's a popular one. I do not have a clever way to intro this next song. I thought about it <clears throat> before we started recording, and I have no clever way to intro this next track. I got one. Okay, go for it. Hey, Danny, how old are we? Uh, 41. How old were we when we were born? Zero. We were born at zero. (laughs) Oh, hey. Took a long road, long road. That's to okay. Get there. That's okay. We got there eventually. Born at Zero from the Tim EP slash Divine Providence Deluxe Edition. Yes. Uh, we've got, so we got a rocker. We did. Okay. So I did mention that there was one song on this playlist that I meant to troll you. This is the one. Okay. Do we know why? Um. Is it because I want to make a Blink-182 joke for Cody, even though he's not here? You can make that joke and then we'll move on. (laughs) Well, I have to play a timestamp for that. Okay, we'll wait for that. No, uh, so so you did note that it's the Tim EP. The Tim EP. Mm -hmm. Where else do we know Tim from? Tim. uh, Oh, oh, Tim, replacements. Yeah. And this is this is a hella replacement song. Okay, okay. Tell me the, I can yeah. hear some replacements. Did you did you listen to the planes mistake as the first stars and how I was talking about replacements? Like I know what I'm talking about. So I um, have not made it all the way through that one yet. Well, let me. Tell I, you I made that. it. I made it through the beginning. I didn't make it through the the um, the, the music talk yet. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's a, it's a longer one. Nate and I. We're on a we're on a real tear that night. It's fun. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, the song's great. It's a fucking rocker. It's got Bruce Springsteen vibes. Reminds me of Bruce. Springsteen. It does have that a bit too. With like um, one Wilco album in particular uh, being there, and yeah, I could see some some uh, Westerberg influence for sure. It is very replacementy. Okay. Okay. You um, and so I, I did that just to poke at you because I yeah. know how you love and hate the replacement. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with them. At least those five songs. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to make a real dumb, not even joke. You born at zero and dead at 23. Hey, hey, Cody. Cody. You're dead at 23 because no one likes you when you're 23. Am I right? Danny, that was such a good joke. This is Cody. That that was the blink joke. That was the blink joke. Okay. <sighs> he'll not he'll appreciate it, but I don't know if he'll find it funny. Mm. Um, now that you mentioned replacements, 
it sounds like the replacements. Yeah, like, exactly. Totally. You're like, oh, holy shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see why you're saying Springsteen, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. It's, more, it's, so, it's like the very end, the introduction before the vocals come in has a very, like, I almost want, like, a, what's the saxophonist's name to come in? Some of that. Oh, gosh, I wish I remembered his name. Clarence? Yeah, Clarence. Uh, Springsteen sax player. Instead of Googling it, I'm just texting Cody. So, you know, we'll just move on for now. <laughs> did you really? That's what you did? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> his, okay. his thing was on top and like Google's underneath some other windows. So I can't get to it right now. Clemens. Clarence. Clemens. Clemens. Yes. That sounds, that is correct. Excellent. Okay. Clarence Clemens, give me some sax. We got some nice organ on this one too. What is your your uh, timestamp? So, so there's a timestamp here that I've written that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It says 120, and then in parentheses is what says 126 to 131, and then at the end of the parentheses it says 144. <laughs> Did you just put all of your timestamps in a row? I I don't know. I think I think what I'm saying is like 120 to 144 is all really good, but if we had to boil it down, I'd boil it down to 126 to 131. Oh, okay. I think that might be what it says. Okay. Maybe. It's a really long one, so let's just try 126 to 131 and see what I was talking about. Okay, let's figure it out. Yeah, I remember I marked that one because I actually don't like that line. Oh. Like, it's the one part It's the one part of the song I don't like. Let's see, what does he say? I want to hold you close while I push you away. Oh. And then there's, uh, I want to feel your skin on my skin. I don't feel so great about letting you in. Mm-hmm. Like, for whatever reason, that little piece of the song just doesn't appeal to me. Hmm. Okay, okay. And I don't know why really I'm bringing that up, because we should keep it positive. We should keep it light and snappy. It's constructive criticism. It's fine. Yeah. 310 is my last timestamp on this one. I have one before that. Wait, I have two, minute, two minutes to 213. Okay. It's just about time to speak. Yeah. That's just such an amazing line. That's fucking good. Dreams only come true in better dreams. Yeah. That is like yeah. that is and the, the way he screams it too. Gorgeous. Yes. Just gorgeous. So, and you have a last timestamp beyond that. One more at three ten, and it might be kind of similar to that. similar real fucking rad i love that just total total. stop with his voice trailing and the little guitar lead good stuff good writing you you fellas good writing they're solid fellas they're solid fellas 
I don't actually know for sure that they're solid wow. fellas. I should, I should put a caveat there. But uh, they're, I would like to believe un, until until someone lets me know otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're solid songwriters. We know that. That is true. We know that much. I've got no fun way to inter- introduce this next song either. You got anything? Let's think about this. Uh, no. No. It's like our, are you going to keep the Our brains are just a sea of clouds. They worked me over. There was nothing they could see. I hit it out behind my Hey. hey. Pulled it. Out. I did it. Pulled it out there. I did. Hey, guess what? This is a great end to the playlist and also my favorite song on the playlist. Oh, really? I love it. It's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, it is a great song. It's, uh, I don't know, I just like that it grows and it gets bigger throughout and like the pitch keeps going up and there's like key changes and mm, good stuff. I got a lot of timestamps. Yeah, I, I'm glad you do because I really love this song, but I did not make any timestamps. Um, just really the only thing I the only thing I note are just um, lyrics. The whole, I hit it all behind my eyes every time that just like gets me and mm. I just like feel a little like stab yeah, in my yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. This part right here, 34-ish seconds, makes me think of another song. For no reason in particular, other than it just made me think of it. So, we'll see if you can think of it too. Let's see. When we were younger and... When we were younger, what comes next? It's a Beatles song. It's a Friday night as well. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fried. Um, I'm ashamed fried not to on know. a Friday. It... it uh, when we were younger, so much younger than today, the Beatles help. Oh, Makes there me we think go. Of that. Uh, it doesn't really sound like it, but like he, he would say that line and then he'd say the next one. What does he say after that? Um, uh, and we couldn't help but dream. Like I, was, I would always expect him to say so much younger than today. Mm. Just one of those weird like association kind of things. I get it. And then 154. Uh, my, my note says, beautiful. Feels like a movie, long before the end. Someone turns on all the lights. So I played the beginning again and again. Till there was nothing more that I could find. What I'm not sure. I only wish I had complied. Oh, I love it. It makes me tear. It, genuinely. It's, I think it's going to do the same to me. It feels like a movie long before the end. Someone turns on all the lights. So I played the beginning again and again. Oh. Yeah. So fucking, it's fucking great. It's like really good lyric writing. Uh, and it is kind of like crushing in a way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
and presented so fucking beautifully. Like part of me, my constructive criticism for this part is he goes up higher for some of those lines, but then he goes back down for the end. I kind of wish he stayed higher in the higher register, but whatever, that's a nitpick. I love it when he goes lower because it's just very like wistful and regretful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this is, the first song is a song about leaving. This is a song about being dumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, two, oh, look at that, 217, right where I stopped. Oh, hello. To your sea of clouds. Tell me Great, fucking great. The clouds line, sea of clouds line, it made me think of one of the songs on Amanda Shires. Which one was the bird one? Take it like a man. She says, in the octaves of consequence, I know the cost of flight is landing. I don't know why, like, when he's saying, Mm -hmm. hello to your sea, it's clouds, tell me, are you ever coming down? It as I was like focusing on this song, this song, and like focusing on the lyrics, like it, it triggered that, like it made that flash into my head. Those lines from the Amanda Shire song, "Take It Like a Man," and I don't know, I love the sentiment in both songs. Like I feel like there's a really good, really nice sentiment behind that, um, and I love thinking about that Amanda Shire song because it's freaking great. Yeah, I also love the flute. Remember when you didn't like the flute on Duchess and the Duke? That's right. I like the flute here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really gorgeous stuff. Key change is next. At least I think it's a key change. I know things about music, but I, I tend to pretend I know things about music more than I actually know things about music. So This is how I've gotten through life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone tell me if this is a key change. There's like a weird sound in the background of that one, too. Do you hear that? It's like a mm-hmm. wow. No. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I remember that, but I don't... It doesn't feel like out of yeah, place yeah, yeah. the it same works. way to me. Um, yeah. I love it. I, if, if it's a key change, it's great. Um, I love how this, this like, halfway through, the symbols get really splashy. And it just has this, like... It has this movement to it uh, there with the lead and, the, and everything. It's, oh, it's really good. It's really, really great. Uh, I imagine if Matt is listening to this, he'll be able to tell me if that's a key change. I'm just, I'm, I'm playing the whole song. Is that, is that okay? I did get a, he said it wasn't a criticism, but on the Planes Mistaken for Stars episode, somebody commented on Facebook that uh, 
they were expecting it. They're they're expecting more music, which I thought was an interesting well then criticism. But um, I think I think um, one might expect that. I think the yeah. pre music talk often goes longer. Mm-hmm. Was this a stranger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. Who needs strangers? Who needs um? If you're listening to this episode, thank you for joining us on Five Songs or Less. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm playing more music, and it's only for you, buddy. Flute's back, and it got to a higher pitch, and it's gorgeous. And there's one more timestamp. It's the key change again, but it's a little bit different at the end. I might just play the last 30 seconds of the song just in case that guy is listening. song I want to check out the album for sure yeah I love it it's great it's and it's a really good ending I know there's like a live track after this that you gave me but like as far as the five songs are concerned like good playlist making that was a good ending thank you I did I did in retrospect I might have switched around some of them but I Mm -hmm. the last two would have stayed exactly where they were yeah good good stuff um, so are we going to start with the uh, projected Cody rating? Or are we let's gonna go start with, with the projected first? Cody rating. I'm going to say that Cody would have given Deer Tick. I'm going to lean on the conservative side here, and I'm going to say I'm going to go with 3.8. Hmm. For Co- no, I'll go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go 3.9 for Cody, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. going to give them a 3.8. Hey, everybody. It's Editing Danny here. I texted Cody yesterday to see what score he would have given them, and he said 3.6 or 3.8. So I was right the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they didn't hit four or more. You seemed pretty jazzed. You know, these things change frequently. Um, have you checked their Instagram for cats? Oh, okay, okay. I have not. I don't know even if they have an Instagram. They do have an Instagram. Look for cats. Looking for cats. Not seeing any animals on here. Um, Where if I can find the members somehow? Let's see. Okay, here's the lead singer guy. We're going to do a quick look. Here, you know, buddy, I'm seeing some dogs. Dogs are very cute. Ooh, look at that dog. That is cute. These, oh, long-haired um, a dachshund. Look, look at these, look at these cuties. Oh, they are adorable. Those are some cute puppers. I'm not like a huge dog person, but boy, those are cute. 
Well, we're going to have to stick to 3.8 because we only get uh, point raises for cats. Or I only give point raises for cats. You can give point raises for dogs if you would like, or cats. I'm going to stick at 3.8 for now. I'm sticking to it. Um, I did thoroughly enjoy the playlist. I enjoy it. Do we have other things? Oh, I gave you a playlist. Yes. Okay. Should, should we res- no, we're not, reveal we're not it or, or leave that. it secret? We're keeping that one a secret. Okay. I don't think I have anything else from you, though, so feel free to work on something else. Uh, yeah, I will I will think it through. Yeah. I'll do some thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very good. I will definitely be listening to more Deer Tick. Uh, you should, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with all that organ and the flute. Flute was nice. Do they ever have horns other than like you know a flute? Is a flute horn? Or... I couldn't speak to that. I it's my brain's a little fried to yeah. to go back and. Yeah. Plus, you hear horns and then you immediately try and forget that you just heard them. That is true <laughs> as well. Yes. Uh, thank you, Lindsay, for the playlist. Thank you. Thanks for doing the pod. As always, it's fun. Yes, very fun. Thank you for listening, everybody. Go listen to Deer Tick. And go to the singer's Instagram and look at his dogs. They're so cute. Okay. Bye-bye. Biscuits. Biscuits. Biscuits.